Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of season three of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And my name is Gabrielle. Uh, I apologize for this being a pretty long break between seasons. I didn't mean for it to be as long as it was, but there have been things that have been going on in life as they usually do. And of course, I live in New Jersey, so of course it's been, it's April, it's spring. Spring weather to me is like high 60s, low 70s. Mm -hmm. Eh, Maybe even not in the 70s. I would say like, you know, 68, you know. But no, the last uh, two weeks we've had, between Thursday and Fridays, we've been having like 80s, like high 80s near 90 degree weather. And not only that, it's been also uh, muggy out because we're supposed to get, we're supposed to get a thunderstorm. Sometimes we get a thunderstorm, and sometimes we don't. Today, we were supposed to get a thunderstorm. We got probably about 10 minutes of rain, and that's it. So it's just damp and disgusting. And I had to move my... I had all intentions of moving my my desk down to uh, the second floor, because I live on a second and third floor apartment. Trying to cool down the third floor is pretty much impossible, but I figured I would move it down. Last year, we moved everything down in May. And here we are, mid-April. <sighs> and I know it's supposed to get cooler next week. But uh, you know what? I might as well just get it done. Because next week, it, like again, again, it's going to be in the high 80s. It's just, nah, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with down here. Okay, so after that little rant about moving everything around, uh, this first episode will be about mixtapes so depending on i guess what you grew up on what you had available uh and when you were born per se as if you were a the gen y's then you have you have what they call millennials and a lot of people have a hard time with millennial then there's like that little mix in between gen x and gen y's where you're just like on that cusp and they're called zennials And technically, if you're going to go off of that, that's where I land. I was born in 83, and I think they go to like 84 or 85. (laughs) Who cares? I was born in 83, and right now it's 2023. Welcome to my 40th year around this godforsaken sun. Anyway, so depending on what you are used to, I see a lot of these things on about nostalgia uh, recently on like Facebook and TikTok or snapchat or whatever heck social media you use and you'll see like the pictures of like do you remember when and they'll have the cd the burned cd that you have made of your playlist and written on the outside of the cd now i did both because i didn't always have like a cd player available so i did have lots of cassette players so i had you had your mixtape but i have done cds obviously I also used the t- the cassette tape to record off the radio. So a lot of these nostalgic things you remember when you had to wait for the song to come on the radio and for the DJ to shut up so they can start recording. So yes, I've done that. <clears throat> yes, I still have cassette tapes that I've recorded from the radio that I have kept. But I didn't really do that as much, to be honest. I did... I had, like cassettes that had songs I 
loved on them anyway, so I, and I would listen to them on repeat, so I didn't really necessarily have to have a wait for it to be on the radio. If you have listened to any of my other podcasts, I know that I've mentioned about the radio on the bus. And it would always be like Q102 and it, or something that played like the top 100 song, like top 100 radio. We all say like, you know, the 90s music was the best music, but was it really? Like there's some awesome like 40s music. There's also 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It doesn't matter. We just remember it. So it's something that we will apply it to being the best because that's when we were younger and that's what we remember and that's what we like but anyway so I didn't necessarily listen to radio and when I had it on the the bus it was always like songs that I didn't care for and I had my own song music that I listened to so waiting for a song on the radio was not necessarily the hugest thing for me but I have done it so I know a lot of people use used mixtapes And I think even CDs for new relationships. So you want, you know, I love you sort of thing. And then here are all the love songs that we're going to, you know, make out to. Or, you know, I want you to think of me when you're listening to this. And then or breakup mixes where you play it for yourself. I assume this has not been in my experience. I dated twice. So I am the least knowledgeable when it comes to any breakup or new relationship mixtape. I don't have any. But what I can, I know people who have done that. So, and I've seen them and they're like, what do you think of this song? And of course, I very rarely got asked about what I thought about a specific song. Because I would be like, well, here are a couple of songs I think would be better. And they're not like, they're not current songs. I want to say that I can safely say between Gen X and Gen Ys, we were pretty much the people who forefronted the idea of a playlist. I could be wrong. I could I, I could go on Wikipedia or whatever, Google it, and I'll be like, who is the first person that created the idea of playlists? I think at least in mass, the 80s and 90s, children with the access of the portability of music being cassettes and CDs where it was just more mainstream to do something like that have create a playlist and to create a playlist whether it doesn't it could be for breakups it could be for new relationships or it could just be mu- mood mu- music mood music I can talk so <laughs> I kind of think that it was like, you know, pioneered by the Gen Xers and the Gen Ys. People born in the 80s and 90s that had that portability and created such songs. And especially when Kazaa and Napster came out and you could pull certain songs instead of complete albums. And yeah, so because I didn't necessarily need to make quote unquote mixtapes for relationships, what I did do was... I knew I was going to, you know, going to be driving at some point and my mom's vehicle had a cassette player. So I assumed, which, you know, what they say about assumptions and the word assume, um, that I would at least in the vehicle that I would be driving have a cassette player. So I went about getting all of our blank cassette tapes and using my CD player because it had the double the it was like a five CD disc changer 
and the double cassette so you can record from the CD player to the cassette. I painstakingly went through all of my albums that I had, all the CDs I had, and picked out specific driving music. And now I know people have done this. I know that they have, like, if they went on road trips, especially when they got older and they started to drive, you would have your driving music. So I did the same thing. I just was like, okay, this, these are the songs that I think would be awesome to be listening to in the car. I didn't go very far, nor did I do any road trips per se. But for the short amount of time it took me to get from home to school and maybe to the store or wherever else I might have needed to go, I would have music that I enjoyed. So I made, I forget how many cassettes. Now, I made a lot. And I spent quite a bit of time in my bedroom doing this, recording everything, making sure that they didn't run over, that there was an extra, you know, I was very like precise with the the timing for everything and how it would flip to the next side and that it wouldn't just like cut off halfway through the song. I was pretty accurate with that stuff. Now it comes that I finally get a vehicle that I found out that was sitting in our driveway for a couple of days and I asked my mom, why is this blue car sitting in uh, the driveway? Like, you know, we had our other, we had our truck, we had the Suburban, and there was, there's no need to have another one, like a loaner. Anytime, like, we had to get something fixed, we'd get, like, a loaner. That, why is it there? My mom's like, oh, you know, I, f- I forget. She's like, oh, we're getting something fixed on something or whatever, but the, the no other car disappeared. So I was like, hmm. And... I know I probably had this conversation with the cars that got us there, and I talked about my vehicle. So this was the um, Buick Skylark, 1988 Buick Skylark Custom. It was blue. When I found out that it was mine, and I was upset about it, and then I got over it because then I felt like sh- I, f- I felt horrible because, you know, my dad made me feel horrible about it. So I accepted my fate with this stupid car, and it did not have a cassette player in it or a CD player for that matter, had roll-down windows. It had a after-factory installation for a wiper blade delay. That was the upgrade that I had. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, they had the radio transmitter that you could plug into, like a CD player or something, but it didn't make any difference that all that time I spent making those tapes. Now, I would use them in my mom's... suburban because she had a cassette player but yeah it was kind of pointless all that work I was so upset I think that was one of the biggest besides not being able to pick out my car like with my dad but (laughs) that it didn't even have a cassette player and because I didn't listen to the radio (laughs) I'm like this is going to be the saddest driving experience ever anyway Oh, so I, I, you know, obviously I'm not going to get responses currently from you, but if you want to like comment uh, or something or like message me, whatever. But when you did mixtapes, when you did CDs, now you see those pictures on the nostalgic sites and they had like the the writing on the CDs with the, with the list of whatever songs that you put on there. Did you ever have the programs that you could create a CD cover? So, like, you also had the jewel cases that you could create the insert 
as well as the sticker that goes on top of the CD. My mom had gotten this because she made her own CDs and stuff as well. It, they were had a program that you could print out these stickers that would just stick on top of the now, the CD. Now, not all of them had the the list of songs. It would be within the insert in the jewel case. The CD would have like a montage of pictures of like whoever might be on the album itself. So <laughs> we had that. And for the um, cassette inserts, I had like the blank ones with the lines. I would just write everything out. Fun fact, that's what I did. Uh, I'm not sure what everybody else said if you just went ahead and just wrote on it, considering the fact that some of them, if they were mixtapes you were giving to somebody or mixed CDs that you were giving to somebody, would you spend the time to do all the, do all of that? Or maybe you did. I don't know. We like to get creative with our stuff. So nowadays we do playlists when it comes to like a long uh, driving expedition that you're doing or if you are having a birthday party if you're having a halloween party if you're having a party period of some sort you're going to curate some sort of playlist uh depending on what the actual get together is so i feel as though that our generation as well as gen xers who created that idea like i said being the pioneers of the mixtape pretty much made that a possibility for us to why we have the you know um, Spotify why we have I use YouTube music pure, premium because you know I'm not trying to download illegal stuff <laughs> which which what you would do back then is like you would have these albums these complete albums that you're just like only liked one song so I have I have the the CD for Chumbawamba, Tub Thumping. And I think I liked one other song. I think it was called Amnesia that was on there. And yeah, it gave you the opportunity to see what their sound was like, you know, beyond the top 10 song or like, you know, their, their hit. And some of the time you will find some like, you know, gems in there. And some, and I would say a good like 99% of the time, the one song is the only good song. Hence the reason for the birth of Kazaa, birth of um, LimeWire, I think that was, I never, I used Kazaa or Napster. Because you, you're spending, what was it? I, I don't even remember how much. Over $20 for an album for one song. That was ridiculous. And like these, as if these people didn't make enough money anyway. And it's just like, you have one song that I cared about. The rest of it's crap. Now, if you're if you could play better music for the rest of the album, maybe then we could talk. But I would like to sample that first prior to me forking out however much money. So anyway, so now we have our playlists and we take that and what we've done in the past with mixtapes and mix CDs. And we use that knowledge and and that know how uh, to what we use now. So. I just created a, the, I call it the best of the best. No, it's the best of the best for me. So my favorite artists, so you've got like Simon and Garfunkel, Depeche Mode, Duran Duran, The Monkees, Linkin Park, <laughs> a lot of like dance type music because I 
a lot of the music that's like not like really really hardcore like EDM stuff. It's it's a little bit more easier listening because I like to have something that doesn't have lyrics per se, so that I can write to it and daydream to it, and it helps with the writing process for me. So I don't know why I'm explaining myself to you. <laughs> I can listen to whatever I want. It went from like having 150 songs. I have 188 on there right now. And I did post it on my um, Facebook uh, author page. So go check that out. It's on Spotify and YouTube Music. Um, and you can kind of get like an, I, what I listen to. And I have been listening to that actual playlist for a while now just on Shuffle. Because some of like I got annoyed because I had forgotten a couple of things that were songs I really did like and I wanted to add. So now like it kind of clumped up like Depeche Mode and it clumped up the Monkeys and I I wanted it to be more like sporadic instead of just like here's a block of the Monkeys and here's a block of Duran Duran. It, no, I wanted it to be a little bit of everything. So I would shuff, I'll shuffle it instead of listening to it from one to one eighty eight. So yeah, I think with our nostalgic ways and our uh, Gen Ys and the Gen Xers, the mixtape has extended to the playlists that we listen to now. I don't know how radio is doing right now. I used to listen to WMMR um, for Philadelphia with Preston and Steve in the morning when I would work at um, with my best friend, and we would listen to it. Pretty much every morning. Now I knew that they were they were around way before I started to work at this company, and I would listen sporadically to them, so I knew of them, but I just didn't listen enough to the radio to care too much. So I would listen to it like more religiously as I because it gave us something to listen to in the morning. It broke up the day, and it made the day go by a little bit smoother. Um, don't listen to it anymore. But I know that my mom used to listen to the to Pierre Robert in the 80s on MMR. I don't know how many people actually listen to actual radio stations anymore. I know you have like Sirius XM and stuff like that. Like so you have satellite radio. I have that on my in my car and I'll get like free uh, weeks once in a while and I'll listen to it. And the only reason why I listen to it is to hear if I can hear like new songs that I might not otherwise here but it's not really like there's like channels i don't care about like i'm not gonna listen to pearl jam i don't like pearl jam so it's just like man you know bruce springsteen not a fan so i'm not gonna listen to that station so it's like you know i do have in youtube music for playlists speaking of mixtapes they have mixed for you and you have my likes they have a discovery mix. So it's going off of what you've already liked. And they'll give you like, okay, well, here are people who are like what you listen to. And I'll find some awesome songs off of that. And I'll find older songs that I had forgotten about. And I'm like, yeah. So I, I, when I need new music, that's when I'll go, what I'll go to. Like Pandora used to help me a lot when it, when it would... Uh, mix it a lot more and after a while i feel like the mix just got less and less uh varied and it got more and more like the same stuff all the time so you had to either like create a whole new list or something and then like start fresh because it's like all right this this i've i've heard this song 10 times now because no (laughs) uh this isn't like going to be like the longest episode i try and do these about for about half an hour 
But I thought mixtapes, especially since, and like I've said in the teaser, music is going to be a at the forefront of a lot of these episodes. Because if you're going to talk about nostalgic things now in your own life, if you, you know, listen to music, it's going to be like centered around that if it was something that helped you through life. It did for me. It kept me going. It kept me moving forward. And it kept me like not taking what was going on so seriously thinking that there was no way for me to get away from it. I knew that once I graduated school, I never had to see these people again. And that that thought alone, along with my writing, along with music, kept me going. I'm like, you know what? Beyond 12th grade, you will no longer exist to me. And it's the truth. So, and I've, just knowing that and like... <laughs> Going from that, I just feel so much better. <laughs> it's like a weight off my shoulder. When when I graduated, I like they threw their caps up, and I was like, "I'm out, peace." <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't stay. So yeah, okay. So I think that's really it. I'm going to, like I said in the teaser, I am going to try and do some of these podcasts live on YouTube. I don't know how I'm going to do that because I did move my computer downstairs. So I don't have like that really like I have a nicer setup upstairs because it's specifically the com- my computer area. When I brought it down, it's in my bedroom. <laughs> so I have like behind me, I have like a, uh, a like a um, oh my God, a coat rack. So I have my coats and my bags like right behind me, plus my dresser and like clothes. So I don't know if I necessarily want to have, I have a green screen that I can put in the back or I can blur the background or maybe create something. I know that that's a possibility. You don't have to show exactly what is going on behind yourself. Yeah. I just, I wanted to see how this was all going to turn out and this, you know, being my first time. So I was, what I was going to do, what I am saying this is because I wanted to do my next podcast live. I set it up already on YouTube to accept live podcasts. Yeah, I think I still might do that. I just have to make sure that it's scheduled. It'll be premiered. I'll have something up. I'll work on that this week. But it will be all of my episodes are going to be done prior. These will be have been recorded prior and edited that weekend before and up Mondays. So every Monday for 12 weeks there will be there will be a new podcast. Now, the lives will be up on my website the next day because I have to edit the recording or I can put up as a video. I don't know how it would go with uh <laughs> this is like my brain working live for you. You're welcome. So, that's the other thing. Like doing a live podcast for me is that all of my inner workings of my stupid brain and what goes on you're going to see all of that so I do edit a lot when I do these podcasts the elms moments where I'm like having a brain fart <laughs> so you're going to see a lot more of that so yeah look for that all right well thank you so much for joining me and I hope you I I enjoy doing these and I'm sorry that I stopped for as long as I did out of everything that I've done, and like I said in the teaser, this has been my most successful. I get a lot of views on that. I get a lot of comments on it. 
get a lot of traffic for them. They get a lot of listens uh, both on Spotify and my website because I see the analytics on that end. So if nothing else, this is the, this is what I want to do because I'm kind of doing it's a little bit of everything that I'm, I'm doing besides. So I really do like this. So I hope you enjoyed this mixtape episode and uh, maybe revisit some of the mixtapes that you've done or CDs if you still have them. I know I still have um, quite a few actually in those binders, the zip binders with all the, the CDs. And I do have some of my cassettes that still work, surprisingly. Hopefully you'll revisit that and I hope to see you in the next one. Like I said, the next one will be live. So um, check that out. It will be on YouTube. I will post it on my website. I will post it on my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, that it will be premiering so that, you know, if anybody cared, it will be there. Whether you listen or not at that time, it will be up afterwards for you to uh, listen to later. I will see you then. And thank you so much for joining me. This is Gabrielle for That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.